Hello, and welcome to this week's uh, Photographic Life. Um, I suppose, in a way, this week, um, one of the things that's come to my mind, and um, I thought it's something worth discussing, is that whole concept which is so important to us as individuals, um, that, that concept of networking, that concept of relationships and, and collaboration. Uh, over the last few weeks, I've been reading a book um, based on London, uh, Soho in particular, actually, in the 1980s, um, an area of London where I I certainly was uh, discovering the drinking holes of the Colony Club and the Coach and Horses, so forth, at a time when I suppose there was a lifestyle, there was a, uh, a group of people... Um, Francis Bacon, Daniel Farson, Lucian Freud, all of these these artists and a lot of people involved in magazines, publishing, cartooning, uh, writing, the theatre, were all coming together in Soho at that time. Unfortunately, drink um, uh, ruined a lot of careers and ruined a lot of lives at that time. People like Jeffrey Bernard and Bruce Bernard and so forth. Anyway, I've been reading that book because it was a, a time I remember... I suppose uh, I was an art student discovering Soho for the first time. Reading the book, um, there I was, um, not really expecting anything more than to read read the book. A, a quiet afternoon, the wood uh, burner was going, and there was a glass of wine in my hand, and suddenly um, a name came up in the book, and I suddenly thought, yes, yes, that, that should be my next project that should be my next film I've been thinking and looking around as to which film project I was going to start having completed the Bill J film um, and there it came to me inspiration came when you least expect it so I instantly thought well who do I know who might be able to help me with this who can I speak to um, and I reached out to a few people and, and there are a number of people I know, and that project is now what I suppose that was um, middle of last week, and that project is now is now go. We have a, a project title for it, um, and we're starting our research. And I say we because I've reached out to somebody who knows the subject better than I do um, to work with in a collaborative uh, manner, and. That collaboration with that particular person, it's somebody I haven't spoken to perhaps in as much as maybe four, five, six years, maybe four or five years, something like that. I've known them for approximately 20 odd years. I think it was about 20 odd years when we first met. And in the past week, I've also been uh, introducing people to the students I lecture to learn from, from their experience. Uh, uh, one of the great art directors in the UK of magazines, who I've known, I think, probably for around 20-odd years. Uh, a makeup artist, an award-winning makeup artist, who I think I've known probably for roughly the same, if not longer. I'm not sure. And a photographer, who I've known for perhaps something like eight years or something like that. So long-term relationships, uh, friendships that are not necessarily day-to-day, -day, but they're relationships where we can pick up with each other after maybe a few years, and we're on the same wavelength. We have the same touch points. We can 
demonstrate to each other the passion we individually have for what we do, whether it's photography as a, a key element or associated with the person I was talking about who I'm going to be working on the next film project with is a writer, but he has huge interest in other areas. I suppose in a way it's very easy for me to talk about such uh, experience and of of knowing people, of being around different people. And there is no doubt that the longer you stay within a profession, the, the greater your experience is, the more people you meet. And therefore, there are more people you can call upon um, as long as in the past you've been respectful of others and you've been able to show that you're a somebody to collaborate with. Collaborations go both ways, of course. Otherwise, it would be a, a user and a giver relationship, and that's no good. It has to be mutually respectful, and it has to be mutually, um, I suppose, positive. Anyway, um, so what I was talking about there was that idea that, for me as somebody now in their 50s, I, I've got 30-odd years of experience within the community of photography and publishing and so forth. But what of the young photographer? Well, I don't think it's ever been easier, actually, to network. It's never been easier to reach out to people, to communicate with people um, that you don't know. Whereas in the past, it did require hanging around Soho bars and pubs and uh, making a real effort to try and contact people and spend time with them. It's never been easier to do that. And certainly over the last couple of weeks, I've seen a, there are a large amount of events going on around the country. Um, there was a big photo festival up in Harrogate in Yorkshire. There are always events, of course, going on in London. Uh, I've seen events going on in Bristol at the Martin Parr Foundation. There are things going on all the time in South Wales and in Cardiff and in the Midlands, uh, up in Scotland. So that engagement, that opportunity to meet people, um, never been easier. Uh, so it really has to be done. Uh, sometimes financially it's difficult to get to events, but it can always be done through social media. I suppose sometimes for, for the young photographer, these meetings um, may not um, they may not understand the true relevance of them and that how long relationships, can last within the uh, the medium of photography and, and the love of photography. And they can be lifelong and incredibly rewarding. And certainly over the last week, I've called upon some of those people to help me out. And um, I'm always there for them if they want to call on me. And I'm more than willing always to help other people out to support their projects, to give them uh, some advice if I can possibly give any advice. So I suppose really an, an exciting week because I've got a new project and I, I'm sure a lot of you understand that feeling. Um, you're getting on the roller coaster for the first ride. You've paid your price, you've bought your ticket and now who knows where it's going to take you over the next couple of years. I know it's going to be ups, downs. It's not going to be a straight path. But I also know that I'm going to be able to call on other people and I'm going to meet new people, people I've never met through that project. And that, for me, is what's so really exciting. There's a lot of talk about the use of smartphones for photography and the seriousness and so forth. 
and digital photography uh, in the same way. Next week, I'm going to be uh, teaching some first year university students on a photography course about seeing. And we're going to be doing that through drawing, through charcoal, using charcoal, big rolls up of paper put down on a floor. That idea of actually going further than just looking at a screen, but actually looking at the object. That's my hope anyway. It's something I learned from some really great artists when I was learning drawing um, prior to uh, learning graphic design. It, that idea of seeing was intrinsic to, um, I suppose, the skill sets. It was believed that I would need to be a, a visual communicator. When we're talking about photography now, so much is in the instant, is in the second. And although I'm not an advocate of moving back to analog, analog is only the true photography and that whole kind of conversation, I'm more than happy to embrace new ways of working, new ways of seeing, new ways of capturing, documenting, storytelling, whatever it may be. However, I think that the really key fact of what we're talking about as visual communicators is seeing. Are we actually able to see? The instant gratification of the quick hyper-colour image can too often add to a tsunami of images which so many people, I suppose rightly, criticise for having very little depth to their reasoning, to their logic, or to their visual language. There's no doubt that when we used to work with analogue photography, just the, the financial impact of pressing the shutter and shooting that film and processing and contacting and printing, whatever those, those additional processes were, they made you stop and think about what you were doing. And not only what you were doing, but the reason that you were doing it. Why were you really capturing that image? It will be interesting to see what happens when we take away the cameras from the students and we give them sticks of charcoal. My plan is to then give them cameras to photograph what they've actually drawn, what they've been looking at, and see whether or not they go slightly deeper than the surface. It could be a mad idea. It could be a great idea. I don't know. But with all ideas, what I do know is it's definitely worth trying. And I'll keep you informed as to how that goes in future episodes of the podcast. This week, we welcome back the irregular feature that is uh, What Does Photography Mean to Me? And I'm really pleased to welcome on to this week's podcast, uh, music photographer, portrait photographer, all-round photographer, Danny North. Hello, I'm Danny North, and this is What Photography Means to Me. I don't really know. You probably weren't expecting that. Truth is, being a freelancer is incredibly hard on your mental health. And right now, I'm on the low end of a cycle. I love photography. There's no doubt about that. It changed my life. It took me out of working in a warehouse. I met my wife and I have formed the greatest friendships one could ever ask for because of photography. I consider myself lucky to be a photographer because by its very nature, every day is unique. Except when it isn't. I've had an unusual year. Started off rather slow, never truly picked up. 
luckily for me, I have a couple of good clients that have kept the wolf from the door. But in reality, that isn't enough. And I know that they may not be around next year. If, but, you know, if, if photography can be such a mental struggle at times, what is it that's kept me here working as a professional for over a decade? I spent my whole life looking for where I belong in the world. Who is my community? Where is my community? At first, I used music to find this place and these people, but it wasn't the right tool for me. It wasn't until photography came into my life in my late 20s that I felt I had the means to navigate the world, to communicate with whom or what it was I was looking for. Once I understood the possibilities of what photography could do, or at least how I could use its potential, I took to making a photography project on a little Hebridean island called Egg. For the first four days I was there, I left my camera in the B&B as I wandered the aisle, meeting folk, accepting their warm, kind greetings and conversation. By the time I felt it right to take, it out, take out my camera, I felt I'd met half the aisle's population, even been welcomed into homes for dinner and conversation. There were times when I accepted this gift with tears in my eyes. I can't recall feeling any more gratitude towards another human that day, when cold, lonely and hungry he'd been offered a warm hearth and a bowl of stew. I visited Egg many times over the following 12 months, culminating in an exhibition on the aisle, for one night only, and I'll never forget the love, the sense of community, the tears of joy, the deep sense of gratitude that was present in the room that night. That's what photography means to me, not the Taylor Wesson, not Instagram, not big stadiums and bright lights. Real people, real love, real connections. Truth is, the search for this connection is expensive. Both time and money were spent in substantial quantities. And I walk a fine line between needing to work and earning a living and searching for an egg in everyday life. Being a freelance creative comes with its own perils and mental health is one of them. The beautiful eyes are often dealt with eventual lows, the flow and the ebb of work of cash, of sanity. Photography is often feast or famine, and it's a clever person that finds a healthy way to balance all of this. I haven't yet, and I currently feel at the mercy of the tide. But it's times like this that I remind myself of egg, of what photography can achieve. So I guess I was wrong when I said I don't really know. It's responses like that from Danny which um, really make me think it's well worthwhile doing this podcast and also um, setting that question. So I thank him hugely for his honesty and his rawness in responding to the question um, this week. Obviously, something like you know mental health and, and wellness is something that keeps cropping up and it's something that I think none of us can really um, put to one side. It's intrinsic to our being as uh, creatives. And I started off this podcast talking about some of the tortured souls that um, I first came across in Soho in the 1980s and early 1990s. Um, it's, as I said, it's, it's intrinsic to what we do, but I really hope that um, today we are perhaps slightly better informed on the importance of community in helping each other um, in these situations. Um, coming week, I'll be down at the University of South Wales, where we have a screening with uh, David Hearn, 
in a Q&A with myself and with Glenn Edwards from the university and Andrew Pearsall. Um, so thank you very much in advance uh, to those guys for setting up that screening. It'll be the last screening of the Bill J film in the UK for 2018. We're still thinking about what we're going to do with the th film in 2019 and how we're going to make it available to a wider audience. I suppose really the whole process of making that film is something that um, I really want to share because I, I it's it's been an amazing journey and the fact that we're about to start another film just goes to show that um, it hasn't completely and utterly put us off. Uh, as I record this podcast, it's a typically grey November day outside of the shed. And it is at this time of the year where a lot of photographers are starting to kind of wind down and perhaps have a look at their websites, their social media, the tax, the earnings, and, and just kind of reflecting on the year, despite the fact of all of the stores already being full of Christmas cheer and Christmas temptations. For the photographer, um, if you're working in a, co a commissioned um, practice, if that's part of how you're trying to earn your living, um, December and January are always uh, kind of cold months as far as work is concerned. So I really hope that um, everybody can feel as positive as they can over the coming weeks and um, try and be uh, positive towards the new year and build things um, and get things ready, I suppose, for a new assault on uh, photography, whatever areas you're working in, um, in 2019. Um, these are, as I say, grey days, but I hope this podcast, um, I hope it brings a little bit of reality and I hope it's, uh, it also brings a little bit of uh, inspiration for how uh, things can be. Um, if you can just kind of take hold and take uh, responsibility for that practice and become part of the community. Anyway, as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I heard somebody last week, in fact, it was a previous contributor, describe it as something like a, a I can't remember actually now if it was a warm bath or a, a cuddle for, I think it was a cuddle for the brain on a Wednesday morning. If that's the case, then um, that's another great reason to keep doing this podcast each week. Um, podcast is available on iTunes. It's also available on uh, Player FM is also available on Podbean and it's also available on SoundCloud and on the uh, United Nations of Photography website, uh, which is actually the easiest place to get full information on the photographers um, that we feature each week. Um, so that's maybe a good place to go and, and to check out other stories as well. There's a lot of writing on there. If you've enjoyed the podcast, as I say every week, um, I'm a one-man band and I rely on you guys to um, spread the word if you think the word is worth spreading. So please do that. It would be really kind. Uh, there's been some really great comments coming back at us via uh, Twitter. But you can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It would be great if you could do that because that helps us also. Um, so that's it. That's it for another uh, day in the shed, another podcast. Um, have a good week coming up. Um, I wish you all uh, positivity and don't forget, take care.